Do you dream of having time and money freedom? Are you looking for ways to enjoy business and life harmony or just to improve your business and yourself? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with your host, Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn from experts in business, leadership, personal development, and mindset to help you create your ideal business lifestyle, whatever that means for you. And now, here's your host, Shirley Dalton. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. I'm on a mission to help you create your ideal business lifestyle. As a business strategist and executive leadership coach, I help you get your businesses under control, grow yourself and your team so that your business works for you and your team, giving you more money, more time and less stress. And if you'd like to know more, I invite you to visit ShirleyDalton.com. In my role as radio and TV show host, I bring you additional experts to help you improve your business and your life. And today we're talking with Joe Kasherba, entrepreneur and web designer, aka Agency Accelerator Guru. Welcome, Joe. Hey, thanks for having me. You're welcome. I'm really looking forward to this today because, Joe, you started a freelance web design business in high school, which you successfully grew into a digital agency with a virtual team and clients around the world. You went from building $300 websites to building $30,000 websites and managing six-figure digital advertising budgets for some of the largest manufacturing and construction companies. These days you advise and mentor other freelance web designers and digital agency owners on how to develop and scale their businesses. You also graduated, now let me get this right, summa cum laude, <laughs> I have to practice yep, that, correct. <laughs> uh, from the University of Pittsburgh with a degree in information science and a minor in computer science. Now, I have to say, Joe, I had to look that up because I knew it was pretty special. But listeners, if you're not in the USA, you might not know that summa cum laude is an academic level of distinction used by educational institutions to signify an academic degree received with the highest honour. Summa cum laude is the highest distinction of three commonly used types of Latin honours recognised in the United States, the other two being magna cum laude and cum laude. Bottom line, our guest today is one smart cookie, so you'll want to lean in and make the most of what he has to share with you today. So Joe, let's talk a little bit about how you got started and how you managed to find, grow and lead a virtual team, as well as what you've learned on your journey as a successful entrepreneur. Now, natural... On yeah, go on. I was just going to say that sounds like a plan to me. I'm looking forward to talking. Yes, okay. Well, I know you're a natural entrepreneur and you started your web design business in high school. So tell us a little bit about how you got started. Yeah, I think natural entrepreneur definitely uh, describes it. Uh, the, the first entrepreneurial thing that I ever did was I had a group of friends that had a band in high school and they were playing at a local restaurant and I filmed them playing at this local restaurant and sold videotapes of them playing to their parents. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> A captive audience, you know they're going to buy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, uh, so, so that was my first entrepreneurial thing. And from that, from filming that, I had this idea to start a video production business and try to get some video production jobs. Um, and, and what I did was I built a website for that video production business and so although I never got any video production clients, I started having people come to me looking for websites since they saw I, I had built a website for the video production business. So that's how I got into the web design side of things in the first place. Wow, that's fascinating. And I love how most entrepreneurs start, you know, you start out doing one thing and then somehow it leads to another thing and then that ends up being the thing. And so um, these days you mentor other uh, web designers, freelance business people to, to grow their business and we'll talk about that in a minute. But first, how did you grow your freelance business into a digital agency with a virtual team and clients around the country? Well, yeah, it was it, it, it definitely took a while. Basically what happened was I had a, um, you know, I, I started doing the web design in high school like I mentioned and then all through high school and, and university it was something I did on the side. 
-hmm. And then when I was graduating, I had a startup company I was involved in that sort of fell apart. And so I graduated with no job lined up, no startup company, and the only thing I had was this freelance web design business that I'd been sort of doing on the side. And so I sort of went to work trying to grow that freelance business, you know, moved back in with my parents after college and everything. And it was a struggle for a long time, um, you know, trying to get clients from networking and, you know, trying to sort of do whatever anybody was willing to pay me for. Mm-hmm. But I eventually, eventually started, started learning about marketing mm-hmm. and learning from some, some people at, uh, who had successful web design agencies and sort of put all the pieces together um, to the point where I, I started being able to go out and get clients consistently. And once that got to the point where it was sort of taking up, I had more clients than I could handle myself. I started building, building my team and going from there. And I think that's one of the things, isn't it? In small businesses, you've got this uh, like roller coaster ride where you have to get the clients, and so you market, 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 uh, and then, and particularly for freelance business, then you get the clients, and so you do the work, 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 and then the work finishes, and then go, oh, I need more clients. So then you go market, 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 and so. So what you're saying is that you found a way to have that basic lead generation and marketing where the clients were coming in consistently. Exactly. And it was it was funny because for so long in my business, I just wanted to get clients consistently. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, you know, if I if I figured out how to do that, that would be solve all of my problems. It was it was interesting how it only took about three months from figuring that out till I had more work than I can handle. And um I was onto a new problem, which was that I couldn't do it all myself. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I always tell people how, you know, they'll, you know, so many business owners are in that position. They, they wish they had a marketing strategy they work, that worked. They wish they could get customers or clients consistently. And it's interesting how sort of almost the instant you get that figured out, then, then you have to go and focus on, on building the, the team and the systems and, and that kind of thing in your business. Yes, because you have to ha- provide that consistent service or product. So as you say, one thing to get the clients in, but then you still need to look after them the same as what you did when you didn't have as many. Yeah, exactly. And so so what happened for in my case was that I got to, you know, I was at the point where it was actually the first the sort of moment that this transition happened was, I had my first month where I made over $10,000 in a month mm-hmm. and I was so excited. I'd worked like crazy the whole month. I, I think I ended up actually getting to either 11 or 11 or 12,000 that month. And then sort of it switched to the next month and I was back to zero, you know, for that, that new month. And I just realized there was no way that it was sustainable to work that many hours and to work that hard. It was just not doable. Mm-hmm. And, so I had to make the decision whether did I want to get an office and start building a team in person? What was I going to do? And I ended up deciding to go the, the route of building a virtual team with that at that point started with um, you know just getting some contractors in place because I'd seen some people that had grown their web design agencies by, by having a, a physical office and a bunch of employees and I saw how quickly their profit margins had disappeared, and um, people had told me they'd built their build their built built up their business and built their revenue, but had never gotten to a point where they were actually paying themselves any more than they were were when they were a freelancer. So I decided to go this other route of building a virtual team, and so that's how how I got there. Yeah, so coming back to where we started from, you're a pretty smart cookie because you figured that out, that it's not sustainable. And and as you say, you saw people's profit margins disappear. And that does happen a lot in business, you know, and then people will complain about new problems because they don't know how to lead and manage their staff. So they know how to do the work, but not necessarily look after people. So I'm, I'm sure, Joe, people are really curious here then how did you find and then lead and manage a virtual team? You know, these are people that are 
I'm guessing, located all around the world. Yeah, we have people all over the place. Um, and it was it was tough at first because I was, you know, I think, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, my uh, sort of highest honors in college and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a stereotype of the entrepreneur as being the, the person who doesn't get good grades in school and doesn't, <laughs> you know, doesn't do well there. Um, and, and I'm not that stereotype. I was the, the person who got really good grades and I did all the group projects myself without any input from anybody else and, and that kind of thing. So I, I'm not the, 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 the kind of person that's naturally good at working in a group and working with other people. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a it was a hard transition, um, and and I had a number of failed attempts of, you know, you know I go on to Elance. Well, it's Upwork now. At that point in time, it was Elance, and I get a contractor to do some part of the web design projects, and I'd end up sort of redoing everything that they did without ever, you know, and still pay them for the time. And it, I had a number of failed attempts, but. Um, what I eventually had to do was, number one, realize that um, what they were going to do was going to be a little bit different than what I was going to do. Um, not necessarily meaning that it wasn't as good as what I was going to do, but I had to get comfortable comfortable with it being a little bit different than the way I'd do it. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing was I had to, since I was working with virtual people that um, you know, I wasn't in person with them all 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 the time. I had to give them very clear tasks, and there had to be very um, a lot of clarity around what exactly they were doing. Um, so the strategy that I used was to really, you know, take my web design projects and really define out what are the different phases of this project, what is the actual workflow, and and list it out step by step. What happens the entire time in a web design project. And then I'd identify just one very specific piece and I'd find a contractor that could take take care of that one particular piece on every project. And you know, so it was one specific task. It might be, you know, one of the first ones I did was um, when we would design a website in Photoshop, that Photoshop design had to be converted into HTML. And so I found a contractor, and at that point it was actually a company. It was a, it was a, it wasn't an individual freelancer. It was a company that did that one task of converting a Photoshop design into HTML, and it was really um, sort of very much like an assembly line where that particular task was taken care of by that particular company. And so that's how I went about it, identifying specific pieces to hand off to specific companies or specific contractors. Oh, I love it. I love it. I've got a systems background and so when you talk about systems there, I, I love it and that clarity of the the tasks. I can remember one time I was working for a franchising company and I had to hand over the newsletter and my boss grabbed me by the hand and he, he sort of dragged me into the office away from where I was instructing the lady on how to do it. He said, Shirley, exactly what you said, Joe. She's not going to do it the same way. As long as you give her the instructions, let her do it. <laughs> uh -huh. mm. So I think that's really good points there that you're making for uh, for our listeners there. If that doesn't matter whether they're virtual teams or a team that you have in in your office, is about giving very clear tasks, uh, exactly what they're to do, and then really uh, narrowing that down to specific parts within the project, and also accepting the fact that they're going to do it a little bit differently than you. And I think that that's some of the things that really gets in the way of entrepreneurs. And as you say, you know, you weren't naturally um, attuned to working with people in teams. You know, you're good at what you do and so you would just go and do it. So that's a really good uh, spot for us to take a break. When we come back, let's talk about how you went from selling $300 websites to $30,000 websites. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. 
That's why she recommends using MindMovies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash MindMovies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash MindMovies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your ideal business lifestyle. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Just Toddfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. Well, today we're talking with Joe Kasherba. And Joe is an entrepreneur first, I'm going to say, and then a web designer second, because what Joe has learned has been absolutely amazing. He's been able to go from selling $300 websites to selling $30,000 websites. And we're really keen to hear more about that. And also to share now, Joe, that you actually do help freelance web designers to become digital agency owners. So let's talk a little bit about how you went from selling $300 websites to $30,000 websites. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like sounds like a plan. So first off, it it certainly was not something that happened overnight. It was a it was a a, a long-term effort of continuously increasing my prices. Um but but the biggest thing that the, the two things that really helped me make that transition were one, starting to realize that I needed to go out and actually do marketing, that I that I wasn't going to get clients consistently, I wasn't going to get the kind of clients I wanted if I wasn't doing something to go out and get those clients. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think a lot of freelancers, a lot of p- business owners have sort of this mentality that if they build it, people will come. Um, or... You know, if they do enough networking and they get enough referrals, they'll slowly build their business. And I think that's that that typically doesn't result in getting where you want to go. You need to you need to figure out how to actually go out and do the marketing to bring the clients in and and sort of think of yourself. You're the business owner, so your responsibility is to go out and get in front of those clients and bring those clients in. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's one piece of it. And then uh, the second piece was you know, besides just knowing that I needed to to go out and do marketing, was continually getting more clear about who exactly my ideal clients were and who I could help the most and really, really narrowing in on um, what I helped them with, how I helped them, and that kind of thing. And so basically going from being a generalist web designer that did everything for anybody to being a very much of a specialist and sort of getting paid for that specialization and getting paid for the, the problems that I was solving, the value that I was delivering, um, rather than sort of my time being spent. And I think they're really good points that you're making there. First of all, people needing to go out and do the marketing. But then, as you say, being clear about your ideal client and and going from a generalist to a specialist. And, you know, there's the old cliche where the niches are in the – sorry, the riches are in the niches. And, you know, as you say, you're not going out and helping everybody but being able to really narrow that down. And something that I'm interested in there is – how did you see yourself? For a lot of people, they struggle with the concept of putting their prices up. You know, that um, am I worthy of this? You know, uh, what does my self-esteem basically tell me I'm allowed to charge? So you, you said that you put your prices up over time. 
Um, how did you handle that, you know, the, the value proposition and your self-esteem and self-worth? Yeah, so I, so in terms of that, that piece of increasing your price, um, I think I'll, there's three points I'll make there. One is, um, one comes back to that marketing piece. I think some of the fear that people have around increasing their prices is comes from the fact that they're not doing marketing and therefore they're not having a lot of um, leads coming in and a lot of sales opportunities. And so they feel like, you know, this, this, this one referral that contacted me this month, if I increase my price and they don't buy, then, you know, what am I going to do? So it, one piece is you, you have to do that marketing so that you can try increasing your prices and if one particular person doesn't buy, it's not a big problem. So that's one point that, that I think is worth noting. Um, the second piece is that you just have to try it. You know, a, a lot of my increases in price came from sort of random things that I tried. I remember um, one particular time I was in college and it was right around finals and I actually didn't really have time to take on a web design project. Mm -hmm. And at that point, at that point, I was charging $700 for websites. And this, this company wanted a website, and I said, you know, I, I didn't want to say no, but I, I didn't really have time. So I charged, I came up with the price of $1,800 when I was usually charging $700. Mm -hmm. um, and they ended up buying. And, and so they ended up buying for twice what I usually charged. And then I had to figure out how to, you know, I stayed up all night a bunch of nights with finals and everything doing this project. Um, but but it's interesting because I would, had I not been, basically just tried something and, you know, raised my prices and saw what happened, I would have never realized that I was charging drastically less than, than I could be. Mm -hmm. um, and then the third point is, um, I, I always, I often talk about on, on interviews, I often talk about the book Psycho-Cybernetics mm -hmm. by Maxwell Moore. And you know, he, in, the, in that book, talks about how we have this sort of identity and how we see ourselves. And that you have to go, a, sort of go to work trying to fix your identity and how you see yourself. And so, you know, I, I, for somebody who's not comfortable charging higher prices or doesn't think they're worth it, I think one valuable um, thing to do is to actually write an affirmation or two about how your services are worth this and you can really help people and that kind of thing and actually repeat those affirmations every morning in in an attempt to sort of sort of change your identity, change the way you see yourself and sort of make yourself make yourself see yourself as someone who's worth charging those higher prices. Oh, I love it. They're wonderful points. Yeah, thank you. And you can really see there that that difference and transition from the freelance web designer where you, you're doing the work and and I love that point that you made about marketing. That if you The fear coming from not doing the marketing, as you say, if you've got one client uh, or one potential client and if they say no, ooh, you know, I'm, I'm eating um, baked beans for the month as a <laughs> it's a lot easier, isn't it, when you've got lots of clients coming in and if one says no, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I love it. And and I'm I'm a big fan of the psycho-cybernetics as well. So fantastic points there. I can really see how, how you uh, went from then from the 300 to the 30,000. So in your opinion, Joe, what would you say from your experience are the biggest mistakes that freelance web designers and digital agency owners make when it comes to growing their businesses? I think it's sort of all of the, all of these things that we've talked about that, you know, the most common thing that I see is I see, I see people who aren't doing any marketing first off. So they're not doing anything to get in front of potential clients. And therefore, they try to grow their business by going wider and wider and wider. And basically, you know, they, they do web design and, okay, now they also do graphic design and they also do print design and they also do video production and they also set up a Kickstarter account for you because rather than, so the, they do the opposite of specializing or opposite of niching down because they think if they keep going wider and wider and wider, they're going to, you know, 
sort of randomly catch wider net will randomly catch some some clients and so um, the result of that is someone who has you know continually becomes more of a generalist and then continually lowers their price in an attempt to um, compete because they're they're only sort of their only the only thing that they offer is to provide those services and they don't have anything that um, they're not for, not offering clients any results or any solutions to problems or anything like that and so they just are going in this very generalized commoditized low price um, no marketing direction and uh, that's a lot of what I see um, and sort of the opposite of that is where we need to go very specialized very niched premium prices because you're solving problems and providing results and marketing to bring in leads and clients consistently so that might have been pretty uh, sort of a pretty fast response there but uh, I hope that makes sense no I, I love it I you can absolutely see uh, the logic behind that and uh, in my work with a lot of entrepreneurs that's the experience where you will see that dilution of services and that dilution of specialty um, because then you become a commodity. And uh, an old mentor of mine used to say, Shirley, once you become a commodity, give it away because if the only differentiation <laughs> you've got is price, you're in big trouble. <laughs> Absolutely. Somebody will always undercut you. Yeah. And and I think what you're also alluding to here, Joe, is is the real value, like you've mentioned it a few times now, is solving a, a specific problem for a client. So when when you're clear about what the problem is that you solve and you're a specialist at solving it, then it makes it easy to go out and say, well, this is the type of client that I want to be working with. And so you know, what I've seen from uh, your results is that you were able to get very clear about the specific type of client that you wanted. wasn't necessarily what you started with, but you certainly were able to pinpoint that. Yeah, that's that's really important, getting really, really clear about that. And I think you also made a good point that it wasn't clear at the beginning. I think some people have this idea that they need to have this genius business idea the, the second they start their business, but there's a, a lot of sort of developing and figuring it out over time, um, and I think I think sometimes people just need to realize they need to just get into business and start getting feedback from the market and develop that over time. You don't need to, you're not going to, you're unlikely to come up with this totally brilliant idea that's going to be perfect right off the bat. Just get started and start getting some feedback from the market. Yes, and the feedback for you these days, which we'll talk about after the break, is that now you are actually mentoring uh, freelance uh, web designers and helping them to create their own digital agencies. So we're going to take a break and when we come back, let's get into that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand or your business? Just Todd says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours, 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, at ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal Business Lifestyle. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And we're back. 
And we are having such a wonderful conversation today with Joe Kasherba. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. Now, Joe started out building websites in high school, managed to grow from being a freelance web designer into a very successful digital agency owner and now through his experience and evolution is now actually mentoring and helping other freelance web designers to become digital agency owners. Joe, I'm fascinated with your evolution over time from where you started and, and a couple of times you've mentioned now that didn't happen overnight and you didn't have it from the get-go, you know, some of these things uh, you figured out, you, as you said, you got feedback from the marketplace. So so tell us now, what's the marketplace saying to Joe Kasherba that says you're going into and doing the mentoring for other uh, web designers? Yeah, absolutely. So just a little bit about how that how that happened or how I made started making that transition. You know, about a year and a half ago, I guess almost two years ago now, I got to the point where the, the the digital agency we we had project managers in place that were m moving projects forward, and so once that piece was in place, um, I had a lot more time available to go to go do other things. And so, being a you know an entrepreneur at heart, that mm -hmm. didn't just mean laying on the beach all day. It meant uh, starting another business. Um, Although I, you know, I, I I do like to travel and that kind of thing. But I, even when I was little, although I was interested in entrepreneurship, I always had this idea that I wanted to be a teacher. Um, and I even contacted some college professors a few years ago to see if I could be a college professor um, or teach some classes. But I didn't have enough degrees to do that. Mm -hmm. So, um, so this sort of, I, I had this idea of I could work with with other web designers, freelance web designers, help them grow their businesses. And that could be something I really enjoy because it would be sort of an opportunity to do that teaching thing, only um, sort of not in a not in a formal setting in, a, in my own business. So mm -hmm. that's how I went in that direction. And I started, you know, I, I started um, just like I just said in the last segment about get started and, and see what happens. Um, that's exactly what I did. I started that business by running ads on Facebook, offering to basically jump on a call with web designers and just talk with them. And so I started running this ad. I got maybe, I don't know, 10 or 15 different uh, calls set up with web designers and just talked to them, didn't offer them anything for sale, you know, didn't do anything like that, just trying to gauge, you know, were their problems similar to the problems that I had solved? You know, what were they interested in? What were, you know, what did they see as um, what was holding them back and that kind of thing? And then from that, I started to develop different information products and training programs and things like that. And so I did exactly what I, I said, you know, get started and see what happens from there. I love it. I love it. And so you must you must have known a little bit then about Facebook advertising to be able to put it out there to get people. So again, here's this theme for you of marketing and being able to identify and attract. Sorry, I'm losing my voice. Just a minute. <clears throat> to be able to identify and attract the, the people in the first place. Yeah, it's, uh, absolutely. You know, in my in the in the digital agency, both to go out and get clients, we've done a lot of paid advertising, including a lot of Google AdWords as well as Facebook advertising, and that's also services that we offer to offer to to our clients um, to manage their their paid advertising. But yeah, I'm very um, you know, I think some people would start a business and and try to you know, hopefully they'll have an opportunity to talk talk to somebody or hopefully they'll have an opportunity to sell something and my my strategy is you're not my strategy my my way of looking at it is that as the business owner I'm responsible for getting in front of those people so I'm going to be proactive whether that's with paid advertising I had the you know sort of the was in the situation that I could start with paid advertising like that mm -hmm. but if not I would I would have gone and I would have emailed those you know, web designers directly, but, you know, sort of being proactive about getting in front of those people. And and that's really the, the 
um, <clears throat> the important part, isn't it, what you're saying there? It's it's about being proactive of getting in front of people. So whether it's on Facebook, whether it's Google Ads, whether it's paid advertising or, as you said, emailing people. One of our guests that we spoke to just a couple of weeks ago when she started her business, she had a really good strategy. She um, sells beautiful quotes and, and affirmations and so she identified that the people who generally purchase or influence the purchase of these was the executive assistants and so she got onto LinkedIn and connected with all the executive assistants and so here's this theme again of identifying your market and then being proactive in going out and marketing and um, that uh, just raised another question for me there too in that um, uh, you, you mentioned about Google AdWords and the Facebook advertising and that that's something that you offer. Uh, what would you say are some tips for generating a return on investment with Google AdWords? Yeah, so I think, you know, with Google AdWords specifically, um, as well as with Facebook advertising, I think it, it's, it all starts with as crystal clear as you can get about exactly who the ideal client is, the better. I think with 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 a lot of traditional uh, marketing and advertising, like billboards and newspaper ads and things like that, you almost want to be general because those those um those kinds of advertising are not very targeted. Mm -hmm. And the opposite is true online. You know, in online you are able to really target things, so you want to be as specific as possible. So on Google AdWords, and the way that works is basically you tell Google what you want to show up for, what keywords you want to show up for, you write an ad, and you only pay when somebody actually clicks on those ads. We're actually always looking at figuring out, one, what can we put in the ad that is going to stop people from clicking on the ad? So not trying to make an ad that everybody clicks on. What can we put in that ad that somebody who's not a good fit is going to is is going to is going to stop them from clicking on that? So sometimes that's putting a starting price in the ad so that uh, people who are looking for a really cheap option or a free option don't click on the ad. If we're working with say a um, we've worked with some some building companies and roofing contractors and construction companies, if they're looking for commercial uh, big commercial jobs, we'll actually put a starting square footage in the ad so the people with buildings smaller than that or roofs smaller than that don't click on the ad. So that's a good thing with Google AdWords. What can I put in the ad to stop people from clicking on it? And then I'm always looking at what keywords are people that are actually looking to buy searching for. So if somebody searches how to get a website, that person might be looking for a do-it-yourself website builder. They might be looking for a, a template they can buy. But if somebody says web design agency near me, that's the kind of keyword that, that has, I, has what I call buying intent. That's somebody that's actually looking to hire, hire a company. That's, so I'm always really looking at the specific keywords. What keywords indicate buying intent? And then what can I put in the ad to stop people from clicking on the ad if they're not a good fit? And I'm guessing then that you would really have to uh, be on top of those keywords if, um, you know, and I guess part of that might also be trial and error um, to work it out. But I love your strategy of stopping people. <laughs> to, mm -hmm. Yeah, because you pay per click, don't you, with the AdWords? Exactly, yeah. It's just it's, you only pay if somebody actually clicks on them. Yeah, I love it. You get people to self-select. I love it. And and when you're talking about paid advertising, I think in, in one of your bios that I read, you were responsible for um, six-figure marketing spend for, for um, your digital agency clients. So, I mean, that's a lot of dollars. Yeah, I mean, we've worked with construction companies that, you know, some 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 really really large construction companies that were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on on paid advertising, and we had were responsible for managing that. And you know, those kinds of companies, and in we've worked with a few of them, but but in, in most cases they were looking for those really big commercial construction jobs. Mm -hmm. um, that could be could be hundreds of thousands, could be m multiple million dollar construction jobs, and so in in that case, although they did have a big budget, 
it, the name of the game was still about how can we avoid all the clicks from the 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 vast majority of people who are searching that aren't uh, don't have a massive commercial construction job. Yes, yes, or a massive budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Massive, yeah, massive budget also. Uh, okay. So I think that's a good spot for us to take a break and then when we come back, let's look at uh, where to from here and how people can get in, in touch with you. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate and support you to be, do, have and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your ideal business lifestyle. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Jess Tonfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm Shirley Dalton and today we're talking with entrepreneur and I'm going to say digital agency guru slash mentor Joe Kosherba. If you've been listening to us today, you would have uh, joined us for Joe's journey from being a high school web designer to now mentoring and helping other freelance web designers to become digital agency owners. And Joe, it's just been fascinating talking with you today. And and I love how open you are with your answers and what's happened and how you've evolved over time. And I think that a lot of our listeners could really relate to that. You know, we start out in business doing one thing and then it evolves into another and then another. And I think one of the key points that I've taken from you today is figuring out what it is that you have of value, specialising in that and then really drilling down and finding your ideal client. And um, before we get into talking about ideal clients and some tips, let's just ask you, where where to from here for you and how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of where to from, from, uh, from my standpoint, you know, my main focus right now is growing our, you know, after these different uh, sort of iterations of offering different things to web designers and talking to them and figuring out what makes most sense. What I developed was a one-on-one -on -one training and consulting program for web designers where they get uh, you know, videos and information and resources as well as getting to be a part of a community that we're growing of other web designers and agency owners and then I also work with them on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And so that's what I, this sort of very unique combination of one-on-one -on -one, um, sort of coaching and consulting as well as video trainings and community was sort of the, 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 the unique thing that, that ended up developing out of the um, sort of the, those different iterations. And so I'm looking to grow that business, keep growing that community and uh, really scale that up and, and Hopefully, make a you know this is a pretty bold statement, but my goal is to really transform the way um, people do web design and transform the web design industry, and sort of get people out of this mindset of thinking of a web designer as someone that uh, just builds a website to so that people can check it off their list hmm. of as you know something they need to do. To thinking of a web designer, or if you're a web designer, thinking of yourself as 
someone who is actually a professional that solves problems, that provides real value to people. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm looking to, 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 to change that and change the industry. Uh, and uh, if you are a web designer and agency owner, you can go to joekasherba.com to learn more about that. And there's a um, you can register for a 90-minute webinar that we do periodically with a ton of valuable information. Um, and then after that webinar, we can jump on a, a call and we can talk more about the program if it seems like it's something that might be a good fit. Fantastic. Okay, so that was joekasherba.com. Yep. Fantastic. And look, it, it, you know, you need to have bold statements. If, if that's your goal, then, you know, we need to put it out there. And so what you want to do is to transform the way people think and work with uh, web designers and in the industry so that, uh, that they're thinking of someone who solves problems and provides real value. I love it. Fantastic. So on that, Joe, what would you say are a few strategies that someone could use to get their first few clients if they were just starting out? Yeah, I think the, the way to think about it is that, you know, all marketing strategies fall into one of two categories. There are time leverage strategies that require some investment of time, but not much investment of money. Um, those are things like you mentioned LinkedIn, going on LinkedIn and reaching out to people who are perfect fit. Mm -hmm. um, direct email, where you're emailing people who are a perfect fit. You know, doesn't take much uh, investment of money, but takes some time. And then there are the paid advertising strategies that are money leverage strategies that take investment of money, but much less investment of time. And so the the process is basically you to get started you start with time leverage strategies and over time you transition to money leverage strategies as you go from having an overabundance of time to having an overabundance of money that's the process um, so to get started I always recommend people start with time leverage strategies and the one that I absolutely love that um, some people don't think of is just direct email where you basically find people who are a perfect fit for your services. You know, prerequisite is that you've gotten really clear about who that ideal client is and what problems you're solving, what results you're delivering. And you basically just email them, just a direct personal email and say, hey, I can help you with XYZ. Let's jump on a quick call and discuss it. I, I think that's a fabulous strategy to get your first few clients in the door. I love it. Absolutely. And as you say, it, it means that you've sat down and thought about who your ideal client is and what problem that you can solve. <laughs> so, and, and these direct emails, would we be finding them or would they be people that are already in our network? I think it's a combination of the two. Um, you know, what I found, you know, when I've been working with, with different web designers, you know, the first thing we're always working on is figuring out you know, who are their ideal clients? What are they really good at? Who have they helped the most? And, and really figuring that out. And it's interesting that once somebody gets that figured out, they'll often identify people, uh, people that they talked to in the past and didn't buy or, you know, acquaintances of theirs and people in their network that, that wow, that person would be a perfect fit for this, um, for, you know, would be a perfect fit for what I'm doing and you know, they're my ideal client. And so they'll just reach out to those people and they'll start start getting clients and projects by just reaching out to people in their network that they've realized now are a perfect fit. Um, so that's a good place to start. But then it's then it's just going out and, and finding people you've never met before but who really meet a perfect, uh, that perfect ideal client profile. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, and when you talk about um, uh, web designers, I get a lot of what we call telemarketing calls here and uh, now typically at 6, 6 p.m., which is the uh, the hardest hour for people because we've got uh, getting home from work, getting dinner, etc. So not really the best time to be calling from a convenience point of view, but certainly for a connection point of view. And then um, asking about your web web development and web design and I don't know if it must work because they continue to do it but gee it, it doesn't work for me so um, I, I appreciate that people need to market and to get their business but I don't know some of those scripts that they use probably could be, be refined a little bit. Absolutely and even I even I get lots of those calls and lots of those emails um, and that's you know and, and that's why 
that's why you get have to get really, really clear about who your ideal client is and exactly what you're sol you're helping them with. Um, because people are being hit with marketing messages all the time. And so if you just go in and you just start emailing people, you want a website, you want a website, you want a website, it's not going to work. Um, <laughs> right? It's not. But if you say, we specialize in helping um, metal roofing contractors get more, you know, commercial metal roofing jobs via the Internet, and blah, 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 we've helped these kinds of people. That person that's looking for metal, commercial metal roofing jobs has never gotten an e email or never been contacted by anybody before that specializes in helping metal roofing contractors get commercial leads. Oh, I love it. I love it. And that was so, um, so clear and so precise. So, yes, thank you for that. We absolutely nailed it. Joe, it's been fascinating today, absolutely fascinating. For such a young young entrepreneur, you've certainly worked out what it takes to succeed in business. And thanks so much for sharing with us today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, so, listeners, back to you. How about you and your business? What tips will you implement today? Uh, will you be looking at a virtual team or perhaps taking some time now to really think about the marketing tips that Joe shared with you, looking at your ideal uh, customer and then like Joe just gave you an example of being really specific with the commercial roofing example. As always, I encourage you to implement what Joe has shared with you today so that you too can scale and grow your business and continue to create your ideal business lifestyle. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next week for an inspirational and educational edition. Until then, be sure to implement what you've learned today to create your ideal business lifestyle. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here for the next show.